Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode 173 of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And it is me, your other camp counselor, Thomas the Tank Engine. And we're back to bring the spooky, wacky, weird, strange. And David, what's your word today? I didn't ask you. Horse. <laughs> Whoa, horse, horse, horse. Horse. Oh, horse. Remember that story back in the day? What? For all of our, our day ones. Oh, yeah, the horse, guy horse. Who, yeah, he was like, uh, he only said horse, I think. He horse. was like, <laughs> it was David. Mentally unstable. Horse. Love for horses. But horse. before we tell, <laughs> tell you Shout about Shout out to these all my horses. Pears. 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 Um, before we get into these longer stories, we got to catch up on any of the weird news you may have missed. And David, I got a story right here. Yeah, let's hear it. Shit is going on in Japan because Japanese cafe waitress fired for mixing is this what you got there's one of mine for sure for what was mixing she fired blood for? into the cockatails mixing her <laughs> in her cockatails her cockatails <laughs> yeah mixing her own blood in cocktails and uh david i don't know if you read this at all but it's it's a pretty fun article read um because this place called Mondaji cafe okay in Sapporo. I did not know that was a place. Imagine that. I just thought it was a beer. <laughs> anyway. You probably um, don't even know Budweiser's a city. <laughs> fucking idiot. It might be. Coors State University, baby. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so basically um, there's this drink called Orakaku. Or original cocktail, which is like mixed fruits, colorful syrups, and she was mixing her own blood. Yeah. This i this unidentified woman uh, who worked there, um, and there's a quote that says, "Such an act is no different from part part time job terrorism, and is absolutely not acceptable." The cafe tweeted, and they were shut down for a day to replace all of the drinking glasses. But here's here's the best part: is that the the manager owner tweeted please let me continue the store a little longer so i can be happy alone (laughs) i'll clean the store change glasses and dispose of alcohol that may have been contaminated once again i am very sorry to have caused you trouble this time um and here's the other best part is that this place is ad it advertises itself as a space where dark girls and problem children who are also the cutest serve customers. Oh, that, so that's that's why I love the waitresses. I love (laughs) Japan because of shit like that. It's so good. I, I agree. I, I love a themed at anything. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. If I could could go to a tiki bar, I'm in, you know, um, what's the uh, medieval times yeah. on there where a while for a while in la they had uh scum and villain villainery what say that, that again scum and villar villainery vanilla no it was <laughs> vanilla <laughs> it was uh it was a pop-up bar that stayed longer than it was supposed to but it was uh designed exactly like the cantina bar in star wars Oh yeah. The place was awesome and they had yes. they had karaoke 
and they had you can only a, do that one song though no they had a they had a full band they had a full band and a giant Whoa. book and you'd pick the song and the band knew all of the songs Whoa! And they would play, and the band was dressed up like, uh, like X-wing pilots, like rebel. Oh, pilots. that's fun. That's fun. And uh, so they would they would play the music live, and you would sing the karaoke. Oh, that's really cool. I wonder yeah. if it had like that, that desert planet flair to it. You yeah. Know, like a. Oh yeah, like and a, they, they had a like Greedo. He was just there. fucking dead in the corner. There are flies everywhere. But I mean, that's just L.A. <laughs> but but they did not serve blood in their drinks. I'm guessing, you know, no no know. blood. Because they had well, blue I, milk, did they? Yeah. Oh my god! It was fucking... like a it was like a white Russian with like blue yeah, eye. Because like because Luke was like sucking on the titties of that thing. Oh yeah, blue milk. That best part of that new reboot. Yeah, he's on that island sucking on them walrus titties. Yeah, the mommy milkers. <laughs> but, but I just love it that like their their theme is dark girls and problem children <laughs> who are who are also the cutest. I love that that little side note may, yeah. really, really uh, rounds it out. It's like, no, no, don't worry. They're problematic, and they might stab you, but they're 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 cute. Dude. They're crazy cute. Um, but I also saw a an Anthony Bourdain episode of I don't know which one is like Parts Unknown or No Reservations, where he went to Japan and they have they have uh, what are these canteen? I don't know, like these bars, and the women there are like dressed up like nurses and, and stuff like that. And they like, yeah, exactly. And these guys come in and it's for like, this is kind of sad, but it's for like lonely guys. And they like put like, they're like, you could pay extra for like a love spell. And like, she'll like pour your beer and then like make a heart with their hands over it. And like, sing a song and like spin around and then like pretend like she cracks the heart open and like pours it in the drink. But it's all just like, Especially if you gave me five more dollars to just be like, oh, I put a spell yeah, on this to make you more handsome. Love and, it. And uh, never works, you know. Well, I think they have a serious problem in Japan uh, with like... Blood? No, with just like men just not really like seeking partnership. Yeah. I blame uh, those 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 anime girls. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched a documentary about it. That's like a big part of it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I mean that, and then there's like the dating sim video games where the guys are just like, "I'm too busy with work, I'm too stressed out. I'd rather just play a dating sim." Yeah, I think they're like called that's my girlfriend. Salary men, like they're just like so focused on like work is their life or whatever, and uh, it's crazy. It's it's very uh, interesting. Yeah, it's a very uh, work driven culture as of yeah. right now. So I think they they actually I saw a news thing a while back where they gave everybody a day off in Japan to go find like the love of your life yeah it was like a it was like a, a holiday that the government was like we need everybody fucking right now yeah our so population go out. Is dwindling yeah <laughs> well i mean a lot of the populations our population is going down too because everybody's yeah. like fuck kids man well yeah and our planet's dying yeah and our economy's shit <laughs> and there's blood in our drinks fucking bean burritos at taco bell are two dollars now what the fuck is that shit man i can't bring a child into that world <laughs> are you kidding me how am i supposed to feed my kid when mcdonald's prices are skyrocketing <laughs> they don't even got good toys no more no 
Uh, they have Christmas ornaments. I and decided, it's fucking April. <laughs> I decided to not have a child. I still might have a child. I probably will have a child. I decided to not have a child when they fucking took the toy out of the Cracker Jack box and replaced it with a fucking tattoo and a sticker. Goddamn coupon. I want a plastic piece that I might swallow. Yeah. Thank you. Please and thank you. That's the exciting part is you never know what bite's going to be the lethal one. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, this guy, I hope he gets his business up and running again. No blood. No blood in the drinks. Um, that's fucking disgusting. That's, yeah. like, the worst thing. I mean, that's, like, how you – I'd rather have somebody spit in my drink, right? Yeah. I mean, not, like, sanitarily-wise because blood kind of seems, like, cleaner. But if, like, you're <laughs> – it doesn't seem cleaner, not, does it? Not everybody's seems, blood's clean. There's some dirty blood out there. Well, let's let just say you. let's just say someone's like had like clean blood. Let's just say it was like a, a my really blood's high. riddled with diseases. Let's just, <laughs> let's, just, let's just say it's a pretty okay. Let's just say this: it's a it's a cute problem child, dark girl, and she's serving you a beer. Yeah, you see that video when they they mix rattlesnake poison with blood? Um, yes. And it like coagulates really thick. Like you're thinking mu- like of ketchup. venom. Yeah, you're thinking of venom. So yeah. there's a here's here's a little. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Oh, you want me to? Oh, okay. I won't do it. If you want me to save everybody's all these campers' lives, go for poison, it. Poison. Okay. Poison. You cannot drink. Wait. Okay. Wait. <laughs> Don't. Look venom like is injected. Poison yeah. is like a surface thing. Well, you could like ven- frogs are poisonous. Snakes <laughs> are venomous. You could drink venom and be okay. That's why, like, when somebody gets bit by a snake and they're like, cut in your mouth. No, you're right. But if somebody gets bit in the leg with like a viper or something, and you could or a rattlesnake, you Dude, can suck the poison out. Bleeding. You could you could, you could swallow venom and be fine. It's when it mixes with your blood is when it's a problem. But like poison, on the other hand, poison if you ingest it, you die. So I, I um, can I can sneeze and my gums start bleeding. The dentist says just don't worry about it anymore. It's too far, too far gone. <laughs> He's like, I'm surprised you still have teeth. Like. <laughs> It's a lot of blood. Because the roots you, are all the way in my brain. I got more blood than teeth in my mouth these days. Yeah. Don't can't be bring a child into season. this world. That's why I can't get a child in this world. No one wants to kiss my bloody mouth. Every ounce of my body's strength is fight fighting the infections. <laughs> okay, wait. Speaking of speaking of, can I just can I just jump one more to my next story because uh oh, okay. this has to do with kissing. Is dude, did you take both of mine? This is perfect. Then please read yours if it's no, no, no. You go ahead because I already swiveled and got another one. Okay, Dalai Lama. Yep, there you go, dude. This is the first. We got the same ones both times. Dalai Lama apologizes after video circulates online of Tibetan spiritual leader kissing a young boy and asking him to suck his tongue. Suck my tongue. Wait. I thought the Dalai Lama was, like, really cool. Like, Not everybody anymore. liked him. Well, his excuse is that he's beyond sensual uh, pleasures. <laughs> what was the point of that, then? He's just trying to have fun, is he's what just I like, saw. He's like, I'm... The video is so painful. Did you watch the video? That, that poor mm. little kid was like, what? No. Wait, are they just, like, in public with a lot of people? And he's yes. like, leans over. He says it into the microphone? No, I don't know if there's a microphone, but like there's cameras on him and there's a lot of people and he's like sticking his tongue out and like telling the kid and the kid's like looking around like, I don't want to. Was that like a fun game he used to play as a child? 
tongue yeah, sucking. Probably. Um, I'll say this. It's not good. Oh. <laughs> not a good look. Because, like, everybody likes the Dalai Lama. He seems, like, chill. He's <laughs> There's never been controversy with the Dalai Lama until now. He likes problem children <laughs> who are cute. <laughs> no, but, like, the problem is I just had this, like, do you think that people thrust them? <laughs> that thrust isn't the great word. Do you think people put themselves in situations where they have to remain abstinent because of, like, They're certain... so horny. Well, that's what I was going to say is that because, like, as we all know, Catholic Church, I'm not going to – you guys know the, the stigmas. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is that, like, these these guys are like, oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this in society, and that's the only thing I like. Might as well choose a career path that makes me not have sex at all so then I could, one, pray to God about this and be like, I'm sorry for having these thoughts, and two, I'm not allowed to have sex with – I like, I'm not even – given an inch to take a mile. Like I, the, that was a bad, that was a bad, that was a bad one. <laughs> After saying thrust, I don't think that, yeah, I'm really boxing myself. We're in talking about thrusting and in inches. <laughs> and tongue sucking motherfucking. Um, it's, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Cause like, Maybe he is kind of like kooky like that. He's like he's your fun uncle. Kooky. He's that uncle. He's that gotcha. Thanksgiving uncle. Yeah, he's like, got your ear. And then he's like, oh, but instead he's like, suck my fucking tongue. <laughs> They're like, why? Jesus. He just, I just ate a baby bottle pop my tongue blue. I got bit by a snake on my tongue. You got to get the <laughs> venom out. <laughs> you can, you can drink venom. You can drink venom. The kid's like, I don't. I don't. I'm just don't want to suck your tongue, man. It's just crazy to think. Do you think that he's? I mean, he's old, right? How old, old is shit. He? How old is he? I would guess he's in his eighties. How old is this motherfucker? Eighty six. Like, uh, okay, eighty six. Yeah. Do you think that? He no, just, I don't like, know. Th- I that was a guess. Oh, oh, I want to see. Okay, Dolly Lama. Eighty four. Dolly Lama. Eighty seven. Oh, I was closer on my first yeah, one. Yeah, I typed in Dolly Lama, and the first thing that came up was Dolly Lama kiss. So he's got <laughs> some heat on him right now. Yeah. Uh, well, he tweeted. Yeah, he Wait. tweets a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're not following him on Twitter? He tw- he I only have says, Twitter to follow the Dalai Lama. A video clip has been circulating that shows a recent meeting when a young boy asked His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, if he could give him a hug. His Holiness wish, wishes to apologize to the boy and his family, as well as his many friends across the world, for the hurt his words may have caused. His Holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and before cameras. He regrets the incident. See, you just... It's a prank. This is a prank, bro. Well, you guys can't take a prank, a tongue-sucking prank? <laughs> He's like the guy down at, like, Venice Boardwalk. It's like, hey, if you get this question wrong, you gotta kiss me. Yeah, suck my tongue. Remember those, like, pranks back in the day? Which ones? The tongue-sucking ones? No, no. It's oh. like... Kiss pranks, dog. I didn't yeah. watch him, but a lot of people made fun of him back in the day. So, do you do you think he forgot where he was? Probably it was just like, hey, suck my tongue, <laughs> and he's like, oh fuck, it's like a camera on me right now. Yeah, he got six cameras. He's, the kid's got a GoPro on. <laughs> he's going strapped to his chin. <laughs> I'm trying to go to some extreme tongue sucking shots. <laughs> extreme. My tongue is sponsored by fucking Mountain Dew. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
<laughs> Forgot what I was gonna say. All right, I got one. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's like. I feel he like this 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 sucked. is a topic we gotta talk about. What? Uh, ultra right beer creator says he's already received thousands of orders. Uh, so have you seen anything about this? You talking about Bud Light? Oh, that's you talking about connected. Grandpa feeling frisky? Yeah, Grandpa feeling frisky. You guys Great see Kid video. Rock? He fucking lit those beers up. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, Bud Light had partnered with a trans individual for some marketing stuff. Um, I didn't see any of this stuff, so I'm not entirely sure what it's about. I saw but... the can. The can was just like it had like some rainbows on it, and it had like yeah. the like the, in the background it said like LGBTQ and stuff like that. Like pretty tame. It was still like tasteful like yeah. f- for a beer can <laughs> yeah but basically all of the <laughs> hardcore uh transphobes homophobes that uh are also semi-functioning alcoholics are throwing a fit because uh their favorite beer is now woke now woke it's woke and some some genius i mean gotta give it to him decided that he was gonna make an ultra right beer that will not be you know don't worry, that guy's sitting on like forty thousand Let's Go Brandon T-shirts he couldn't sell, so he's just yeah. trying to pivot right now. But so, do you know the pricing of this? Of his beer? Yes. Would you have to pay in like Patriot points or something like that? So it's they only comes in six packs. The six packs are twenty dollars plus shipping. Oh, oh, what's it called? It's called Ultra Right Beer. Oh, I see. And. Uh, he he announced recently he's like oh I had to like go through another like company to brew it because of the high demand and mm-hmm. I saw I saw a video where someone broke it down they're like okay he's in this area um he said that a brewery in this area is going to be helping him with it and there was like only two companies that would be able to work with that large supply and demand and they're both companies that have partnered or. I don't know, partnered, but supported the, you know, the gay and trans mm. communities. So basically, people are still buying <laughs> the shit that's the same as the Bud Light. Um, but yeah, they're they're paying twenty dollars for a six pack plus shipping. Is it is it a, a, a wake up call just to see that like if every single company in the world is like uh, we're okay with like people wanting to be like who they want to be. And you're like, fuck that shit. Yeah. And you can't and you can't find a company that doesn't Maybe that's like, oh, maybe I'm the one that's wrong. The I I brought this up. The <laughs> conservatives trying to boycott beer companies are like liberals trying to boycott Amazon. It's not gonna work. Yeah, you need the shit from them. Like, Just, we, like they, liberals, they, they, they love the their rings. Amazon. They love their free ship, and we're all lazy millennials. Remember, guys? Remember, boomers? We don't like living in our house. Bring me my cheese to my door in a box. Yeah, we and don't. the liberals are like, I need no beer. one has control. You just, you just gotta bow down, play yeah. by the rules until we get our guillotines back. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Got one in my backyard. Yeah, nice but, sharp. I've been cutting watermelons in half for three months, testing <laughs> it out. Um. It is it is uh pretty ridiculous how like much of a hubbub this has caused. It's like, oh yeah, goddamn people, people like I don't, I really don't care. Like, I. It's just I just, entertaining to see people lose their minds over it. 
Oh yeah, it's like people. Be, yeah, dude. There's there's like forty fucking rap songs on YouTube right oh, now. God. They're like, fuck Bud Light. Yeah. Fuck Bud Light, and you're like, uh, and then you probably go to another company that supports. They all do. Yeah. All of them. Every, every. I don't think there's a single large scale beer company that has not supported it. You might be on the wrong side of history if everybody's like, hey, we uh and they're like not everybody. I'm like, okay, anyone with money, any company is like, hey, yeah. <laughs> any company with like, profit. And they're like, you're gonna lose a lot of money, and they're like, oh, we'll be okay. Yeah. But they're Bud Light. I think they'll be okay. Yeah. People can't get that piss water away from their mouth too long. You need it back. Yeah, you can't escape the old Bud Light. Oh, I haven't had a Bud Light in two days. My blood hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I feel death. He's all piggybacking <laughs> on me, and my legs are weak. Do you Everything's think that, like, heavy. Do you think that there's gonna be like a bunch of dudes hanging out, listening to some country music, and then he's like, "I'll be right back. I go take a piss inside." He's gonna catch one of his buddies sipping a Bud Light from like a secret compartment underneath the the kitchen counter, and they just and then beat him to death. <laughs> oh my God, Keith is gay. Ah, oh, fuck. We gotta kill Keith with rocks. <laughs> no, I just like Bud Light. <laughs> anyway. So, I don't know. It's crazy out there. It's crazy these days. People are losing their goddamn minds. People need to calm down, man. We got bigger problems. Anyway. <laughs> are we are, are we caught up? you have another new story? Um, I had another one. I didn't read it, but uh, four four people in Kenya died uh, oh, fasting God. fasting to meet Jesus. Uh, <laughs> they won. <laughs> they did it. They did it. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, four days? I thought you die after three. Oh, no, no, four I people. You... Oh, oh. How long? I don't, did they I don't know how many days it was. You, you <clears throat> took both my news stories, so I was just reading a headline. <laughs> uh, I think, I think you could survive three weeks without food. Two weeks, three weeks, three days without water, though. Yeah, th- I think it's three days without water. You start to die. One hour without Bud Light. One hour without Bud Light. <laughs> 30 minutes without uh, some grizzly winter green. A kiss from a handsome man. Yeah. Yeah, I got a guy. (laughs) I know a guy. He gives good kisses. He'll suck your tongue. (laughs) (laughs) But he won't stop there. Um, (laughs) He wants cameras on him, too. Anyway, uh, yeah, okay. I think we're caught up then. Those people died. No man, you ended it with such a sad story. It's hard, dude. <laughs> this is hard. People don't get it. This is hard. You know, it's hard fasting. I'm trying my best. <laughs> okay, should we get into these uh, stories? Usually, your word was horse today. I guess we'll yeah. find out what that means. But started up bailiff. My word was Roman, and let's get into it now, David. You know, I've been on this. Oh, mine's a little LGBTQ today. There we go. Now, David, you know I've been on this political leader kick for a minute now, as you know from last episode. But I had to give you another one from the people who probably had more fucked up leaders than any other civilization. Who am I talking about, David? Uh, The Romans, because that's what you said I fucking said it already. (laughs) You're a smart guy. You know that? I remember three seconds ago. No one gives you enough credit. No one gives me any credit. That's right, I'm talking about the Roman Empire, baby. We've all heard stories of the debauchery that took place during the reign of the Roman uh, of Roman Empire, but there was one emperor in general who took his new role of emperor 
removed all diplomatic duties and replaced them with practical jokes, orgies, and cruelty. As today, we look at Rome's youngest and arguably worst emperor, Elagabalus. Elagabalus. I'm excited to listen to you say Elagabalus this whole episode. Well, should I call him in, like, as a, like a shortened egg? Egg. Should I call him egg? Okay. Egg. <clears throat> we'll call him Elagabalus is now egg. <laughs> so, um, Marcus Aurelius Antoni- Antoninus, better known as his nickname Elagabalus, was born in modern-day Syria in the year 204 AD. You don't hear that number a lot. No. 204. Not a popular one. <laughs> quiet year no so although he did have loose family ties to the throne he spent his early life devoted to religion instead of politics becoming the hereditary high priest of the sun god elagabal hence how he ended up getting his nickname elagabalus which in latin means god of the mountain so yeah this guy was a high priest i mean we just don't have enough high priests these days i tell no. you but um, so he I, I'm just going to get into like his ascent really quick. I'll, it's like a paragraph and it's might be a little confusing, but I literally boiled it down to just the the bare minimum just so we can all understand it. So I'm still halfway confused on how this child ended up on the throne, but I'll just quickly try and explain his ascent. Emperor Severus died in his bed, which is like super unlike most kings and the throne passed to his son uh, Calicolus, who kept the throne by murdering his own brother, Gaeta. So, uh, that's just another thing I really love about the Romans is this, like, oh, they'd be killing lot brothers. of, lot of literal backstabbing and, like, just murdering your own kin. Just, like, I can't imagine being a royal during this time. I would rather be a homeless person on the streets of Rome than being, like, these people that are, like, oh, I'm, like, they all have, like, lifespans of, like, 23 years every king well look i was gonna say every king when they get to like they get like six years and then somebody murders them yeah and i'm like i would not want to be king no so uh calicolis ruled the roman empire with an iron fist for six years until while on a campaign to take more land and expand the emperor uh the empire uh one of calicolis's guards stabbed him in the back with a sword while he was taking a piss on the side of the road because he was denied promotion from the emperor. (laughs) He wouldn't give him a raise, so he stabbed him. So the commander of the army uh, that was with Calicolis, his name was Macrinus, they uh, quickly killed the assassin. They cut off his head. You know, you don't meet many Macrinuses anymore. Not a lot of Macrinuses. But Macrinus was, like, leading the military. He's, like, kind of like the general or whatever. So he was just, like, right when uh, right when Calicolis died, Macrinus was like, okay, I'm the new Roman emperor. So he appointed himself the new emperor. And although there was a new emperor now, he was not in the bloodline of the previous ruler. And that resulted in Calicolis' mother, Julia Domna, uh, with the thought to promote her great-nephew, Elagabalus, to the throne instead by claiming that Elagabalus was the legitimate son of Calicolus. I know that's really confusing, yeah. but basically grandma was like, what the fuck? The the generals, like the new Roman emperor, fuck that. No, 
We don't have any. You killed your. My son killed his brother, so I have no more children anymore and no bloodline. So I'm gonna find a great nephew, and then I'm gonna claim what he what she ended up doing was claiming that Elagabalus was her son's illegitimate child. In reality, he was a great nephew, but they looked a lot alike. So she was like, I could sell this story basically. So she basically was like, Yep, this is his illegitimate son. And Macrinus heard about this and he saw that there's support uh, happening for Egg and he's like, fuck this. So he went, took his army and he went uh, and met Egg and Macrinus and Egg had like a battle and uh, the 14 year old ended up winning, which meant he inherited the throne in 218 AD. Um, So the people of Rome thought now that army commander macrinus was dead that there might be peace oh another interesting thing is macrinus was like co-emperor with his 10 year old son okay which is weird yeah that must be a hard office to work in uh uh, let me ask my co-emperor do you think that we should expand the 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 monetary system to include rubies instead of silver i'm looking for uh fucking god i don't know what 10 year olds do anymore he's got he's got a po- he's to, got a poster su- he's got a poster got suck the dalai lama's tongue dog <laughs> he's got a poster in his office that says don't talk to me until i've had my chicken nuggets <laughs> oh remember that kid's like i, I like my bacon remember that kid yeah i like bacon um i was gonna make a, a minecraft reference that's but good I literally i did i was i didn't know one gem that people mine for in that game the normal ones fucking dirt green exploding guys dirt diamonds go. gold but whatever what happened was they uh they they got the 10 year old son before they got macrinus because he fled and they cut his son's head off and like sent it to Macrinus. And then he's like, this is, it was brutal back then. Mm-hmm. And then they cut off Macrinus's head after they caught him. Yeah. And then they sent both their heads to egg. And he's just like, cool, I got heads now. So, so like I said, the people of Rome thought that now that the army commander Macrinus was dead, that there might be peace in the realm. But egg made sure that their daily lives were far from peaceful. It is said that egg would host lavish dinner parties where he forced his guests to eat flamingo brains, Whoa. jellyfish, okay, camel feet, yeah, and cow udders. That sounds like a meal. I would sign Along- up for it just to say I've done it. <laughs> Alongside fl- uh, live flapping parrots in the room, they'd eat the live flapping parrots. No, they oh, were just okay. kind of like I think they're probably positioned on like everyone's chairs, like flying around the room or whatever. That but cool. I. I I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, I wouldn't want to eat that. But, yeah. like, imagine a 14-year-old. He's basically pranking everybody and being like, Haha, you guys have to eat this. I'd be so pissed if one of those fucking parrots shit on my flamingo brain. <laughs> you mean your head? Dude, fuck get, you, man. Get it? <laughs> get it, you stupid asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking you eat so much shrimp, you're turning pink, dude. Um, but sure. yeah, out of all of these, um, flamingo brains, jellyfish, camel feet, and cow udder, which one do you think would be the worst? And which one do you think would be the best or just interest you the most? I think my number one is jellyfish. I think jellyfish would be the worst. 
I feel like that might be like a good Japanese candy consistency because it's dead. It's not going to sting you, right? I don't know, but it sounds slimy, and I'm not a big slimy guy. I think the worst might be cow udder. Yeah. Right? I'm not so sure. But you know, sometimes that seems tough, and I feel like if it's cooked right, it would be kind of tough. Yeah. It, It all depends on seasoning, honestly. I wonder what they had. They probably had some seasoning. Wait, what was, like the, what was the second one? It was flamingo brain. What? Jellyfish, camel feet, oh, cow feet. Camel feet was one of those. Joe Rogan standing at the top of the table, being like, Salivating. "You got a bull penis in front of you." <laughs> that's a that's a fear factor joke for all you Gen Zers out there. He used to be not racist for you, no, double I, F fans. No, he's not racist, but he probably is. Maybe. He seems okay. I don't know. I don't listen to him. So he would also host dinner parties when he wasn't serving all that gross shit. He would also host dinner parties where he would <laughs> where he would eat normal foods at like the top of the table while forcing his guests to eat wax and stones painted <laughs> and cut to look like food. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm printing an apple to you right now. Thank you, Riley. My wife is printing documents in the office where I'm recording. Sorry about that. Very, very, so, uh, very thoughtful of, uh, she really, she really cares about this podcast. <laughs> let me tell you. So, but basically he would make people eat like stones and shit and they'd like chip their teeth while they're, oh, it's, you know what? You would be a great guest. Why? You love eating stones. Yeah. At least pretending to be. Yeah. Swallowing stones at weddings. So. Um, he also did very odd things like constructing a new temple and installing yeah. a giant black meteorite oh, wait, as his go god. Oh, what's, what's coming out? Yeah, we're printing again. <laughs> no, no, I think it was a, it was resetting after it had printed. Continue, oh, sorry. So, like I said, he built a temple and he put a giant black meteorite, which like landed in Syria, um, in this temple as like his new god. And then he forced people to praise it and dance around it. Yeah. And there there were like, you know, there was like Catholicism and, and Judaism and all of these other like super old religions. And people were like, yeah, you just like made this religion up. You're like the high priestess of like the sun. And then there, he's like, no, but like I'm the emperor. So like this is my religion. You guys have to respect it and like pray to my – he's like assimilating them. They're like, I don't like this. So – also, once a year on the summer solstice, he would arrange for a procession of the divine rock, the meteorite, to be placed in a golden chariot accompanied by giant white horses, and it would drive around Rome as he ran backwards in front of it while nobody was driving the chariot and he had the reins while he looked up at the sky. Okay. I don't... It's like fucking crazy it's like weird yeah he said like he was like facing god or something like that but like i don't know it's just like people were like oh i think that was like the moment the the, oh shit moment like god damn it this guy i I wish we had macrinus still macrinus man and then some guy looks over and goes why are there no other macrinuses in town he goes i don't know it's kind of a dead name now who who looks at a little baby boy and says yeah it's a macrinus it's Mac. <laughs> Little Mac. So what's up, Mac? <laughs> um, so 
he would also slaughter pigs, sheep, and cattle in front of his new temple to please his gods. And when that didn't work, he would take children of noble birth across Italy and sacrifice them to his gods uh, in front of the temple. And after performing, uh, oh, he would perform magical chants in front of them and then murder them in front of everybody or have his guards murder them, sacrifice them. And then he did this not only for his god, but because he said that he could foresee the future after sacrificing them by reading their entrails. So like the, he would like disembowel, he would disembowel people on these steps and be like, "You're gonna, you're gonna have a great lunch tomorrow. <laughs> it's gonna be what I'm looking at. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope you like either child intestines or flamingo brains. Seasoned, yeah. seasoned well by the by the floor. See <laughs> the a lot cobblestone. Of sand. Well, yeah. Or a rock. You could eat a rock, too. But you know what he did with those entrails? He then took these entrails, and as a practical joke, he would place them around the palace for guests to slip upon. I mean, that's that's like pre- that's old school Mario it's a classic, Kart. It's, yeah, it's classic banana peel. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Incredible. It's, it's comedy 101, really. Hey, uh, Charlie Chaplin. I never saw you trip on a child intestine. Yeah, where's that at, Charlie? Whoa, that fell off. That was cool. <laughs> oh man, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I hope his hat falls off. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. I bet there was somebody in the theater in like 1940 that was like, "Oh my god, this like his hat falls off." I I can't even explain it. You have to go see it. Yeah. And then his hat falls off, and someone's like, "You know it what? Was the funniest I did have fucking to see shit it. I've ever fucking seen with my own two goddamn fucking eyes." He got to you know fucking see fun- this movie. <laughs> you know it is funny. I watch Charlie Chaplin movies, like you know they're not they're not talkies, they're they're silent films yes. with title cards. Still, really, I was like, "This is actually kind of funny." Really, it kind of holds up. I'm not gonna lie. I watched this uh, one called The Kid. Which is a very famous one. Yeah. But there's some really good bits in it of like it's classic Scooby Doo shit where you open one door and the guy like bends down to pick up his hat and the guy swings a bat at him and misses and you're like the choreography itself is like yeah. it's Jackie Chan but you know back then it's Jackie Chan but back then that explains it all. <laughs> I watched Shanghai Nights like relatively like like last two weeks and it's it holds up it's really good yeah it's really good okay. so um. His mother, to calm his behavior, because he was just getting fucking out of hand, to calm his behavior, uh, she was like, you should get a wife. Um, that, so he got a wife. That will fix everything. <laughs> well, I think it was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I think there was like this like 14-year-old child needs like some form of like guidance from like a level-headed person. Yeah. And if he's in a relationship, we all know that. That helped you, David. What? Remember when you were doing your poop art and then you got your girlfriend and you stopped the poop art? Uh, to be honest, I never stopped the poop art. <laughs> the poop art. The poop art. The poop art. Anyway, so <laughs> the, in, the entrails are in me, but whatever they give me, I could tell the future through. Yeah. <laughs> the poop art. The poop art. So, um, so his mom's like, get a wife. And he did. But that didn't work out for the first two times because Egg scrapped two women 
because he found blemishes on their body. Mm-hmm. Ew, a freckle. <laughs> so he fucking kicked him to the curb. Um, and his third wife, on the other hand, her name was Aquilas Severa. Cool names, actually. I kind of do like these names. Um, that marriage did take, you know, third time's a charm. And he informed the empire that him and his new wife would sire godlike children. Unfortunately, though, Egg found his sexual interest to instead lie with a slave boy named Hierocles. Um, I think he was a chariot driver, you okay. know, like the, you know, like damn, they, let, they they had they had slave boys driving chariots. I think the people. Oh, we'll, we'll get into it, but that's chariot gotta be drivers, like a high end slave job. No, oh. that's the thing. It's like uh, chariot drivers were like not seen. They're almost like gladiators. Okay, where they were they were slaves basically, but there's like yeah, drive this around because I bet a lot of them died, you know. But they're all like big and fit. Yeah, something tells me none of them are still kicking. Have you got? (laughs) There's there's one guy. He's like, I used to write turrets. I used to to write turrets. They read the entrails. I said I'd live for five thousand years. Everything hurts. (laughs) Feed me that rock. Um, so basically, uh, yeah. So he, he, in Hierocles, the slave boy, he was like, that's my guy. And it was said that, uh, okay, this is, this is insane. Is it was said that Elagabalus would dress up like a woman and force Hierocles to beat him as if he were his legal wife. Holy shit. There's a lot to unpack in that statement. Things have changed. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, he's like, beat me as if I were married to you legally. (laughs) Holy shit. uh, That's not the point of the whole marriage ceremony. It's like, I wish I could beat you, but you're my girlfriend. I got to be, you got to be my wife. But also just like the psychology behind, like he was, he was definitely, uh, he fell on the LGBTQ spectrum um, as we'll get into. And it's, I didn't want to like bring it up too much because I don't think it's related to like how like shitty of a person he is. But like, you know, I just, I said, like, this guy's not a good guy, and then I bring up some, like, odd stuff he did. But, like, the Roman Empire was, like, super accepting, as we all know, of, like, orgies with, like, anybody. Yeah. And so that wasn't why they didn't like him, but, like, they he did shit that was, like, a little, like, whoa, that's uh, that's a little different, Egg, you know? Not very king-like, you know? You're supposed to, like, keep it behind the scenes, and he was just like, I'm 14, I don't give a fuck, I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. And, um... So some of the other stuff he did, he interesting, uh, interestingly enough, sought out a physician to perform a sex change on him. Uh, they had that back then. No, I don't think they didn't. I, that's huh. that's what I thought was really interesting. I was like, I, he might be like the first person, like one of the first people to try to get like gender reassignment surgery. Yeah. He wanted to get, he wanted a vagina and the, the doctors were like, I, we can't do this. Like there's limitations with medicine and like, yeah. Like it's not gonna be. That's very dangerous. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be twenty twenty three vagina. It's, yeah. it's gonna be. It's gonna be something that. Oh eight. Uh, is that what you said? <laughs> it's like two fourteen. Oh two fourteen. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like two fourteen AD. It was not. Let's just say this: whatever surgery was gonna happen was gonna have a lot of flies around it after. <laughs> it wasn't gonna be a. It wasn't gonna heal properly. God. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
<laughs> that was not a... <laughs> David, I'm trying to say that medicine wasn't that great. Yeah, you know? no, I get exactly what you're saying. <laughs> so, so, I don't think that was so, lost. <laughs> so, but he couldn't do it. He couldn't get the uh, procedure. Uh, he would also... Uh, and then he would also frequently uh, frequent brothels and he would drive out all like the women prostitutes and then he would sell himself to any willing men. Okay. So like, so he would just like show up. It's kind of like a, a little bit of the dance of the dragon. I mean, um, house of the dragon, yeah. you know, where like she goes down and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I mean, that's uncle shit in that show. But yeah. It's some real uncle shit. Real uncle shit, real tongue sucking, real Thanksgiving um, type of stuff. This is not a gay kids episode, guys. I tell you that much. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was like kind of crazy that like he was just like basically just doing whatever the fuck he wanted. He didn't care what anybody thought about him. I mean, good for him, but you are also like king, so yeah. or emperor. So he also would sleep with uh, charioteers, which we I brought up, whose physical power and speed uh, he admired. And I guess this was like a president sleeping with like homeless person <laughs> in terms of like taboo. Yeah. Like people were like, he's doing what? And they're like, like they're okay with him. Like sleeping like around with like men, but there's like, they cared more about like the status of people. And they're like, that's like, you're literally sleeping with just like in day, like in captured slaves. And he's like, yeah, well, they're the most fit. Yeah. I'd make a calendar with them. <laughs> I'd make a sweet calendar. You guys have made a calendar. Look at March. Look at him. So he also chose men. Oh, this is funny. He also chose men for political office by the size of their penis. Okay. David. What? You get to be in the mail room. <laughs> Congratulations, David. Yeah, I'm not homeless. <laughs> call me what you want, but you can't call me. Call me. Call me inchworm. <laughs> anyway, sorry, okay. Um, so both the emperor's biographer Cassius Dio. Oh, so both the emperor's biographer and a guy named Cassius Dio, who was a um, historian, tell us that Elagabalus hosted spectacular naval battles as well in this place called the uh, Naumachia, which I, I don't—I probably pronounced that wrong—but it was basically a coliseum filled with water that was okay. like connected to like a canal and. They would have like ship battles and they're like naval battles and shit. Shit, which is battles? really cool. <laughs> did I say shit battles? You said, did you say ship or shit? Ship. Okay, I thought you said but shit battles. No, normal emperors would like and would be like, "Oh, we're gonna have a ship battle, okay. not just floating." I thought, I thought you were water. going back to poop art. No, no, not poop art. Okay. No, but he instead would like close it off and then just pour a bunch of fucking red wine in it. Okay. And, and make them fight on, like, float their ships on red wine because he wanted it, the uh, the sea to look like the wine-dark sea described in Homer's Odyssey. Jesus. So he, that's a lot he of wine. Just, that's what I'm saying is that that's why people weren't, like, fucking with him because he was, like, wasting a bunch of shit. He was, like, just basically if you gave a, the, a teenager the key to the city and being like, yeah. yeah, here's an unlimited budget and unlimited power and – he just kind of being like a little piece of shit, like and just doing whatever he wanted. Yeah, shit battles. He, they 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 said he was a horny bastard. Yeah. So I uh, mean, there's nothing wrong know. with that. No, most, most yeah. kings have all all kings have been horny bastards. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, even my manager am I, am at Burger King, a, he's king? a horny bastard. <laughs> am I a king? 
Am I a king? <laughs> Come here. Come here. You give me that whopper. <laughs> so, <laughs> your manager at Burger King, is that what you were saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a real king. Kenneth? Keith? He's a real king. Kenneth or Keith? <laughs> Depends on what type of moon he's in that day. Keithith. 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 Oh, your boss, Macrinus? <laughs> Macrinus Keith. <laughs> Oh, that's a cool name. It is. Yeah. Nobody steal so, that for your weird <laughs> teen novels. <laughs> I am a Krynus Keith. I am an eight-year-old leader of the Gorgons. <laughs> so, in two, in two other bizarre spectacles, the emperor raced a chariot drawn by four elephants up the up the Vatican Hill, destroying a, num- a number of tombs in the process. Fuck them, they're dead. <laughs> Just stomping on shit with elephants and hosted a private race in the Circus Maximus in which the chariots were not drawn by horses but by camels. That's not that weird, but they're yeah. trying to show that he's like extravagant and like he just doing crazy shit out of left field. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to fucking race camels. Why not? Um, which... Reminds me of Charlie Chaplin. Actually, yeah, he would he would have uh, ostriches run his uh, carriage. Those like mean in, fuckers. Like, da- in like Hollywood, he'd like fucking races ostriches and shit. I had a friend growing up who had an emu, and we'd always go into its like little like. I wasn't little. I actually had a big ass space, and it would chase us, and we'd just fucking run. Those it things, fun. those things can gut you. Yeah, they're mean, but we they have a huge. No, I like went to an emu farm. It was an ostrich emu farm. Yeah. They have huge fucking talents, yeah. and apparently they kick with them. And oh yeah, they kind of. They try oh, to we talked about Johnny Cash. Time. Johnny Cash got fucking gutted got killed, by one. Yeah, yeah, emu dude. Yeah, man in black got emu. Yeah. So, um, Elagabalus introduced the practice of. Oh, this is kind of cool, but he introduced the practice of giving chances, which are random objects in excessive quantities, which remained in fashion for hundreds of years. At his banquets, he would inscribe the gifts his guests were to receive on the spoons they ate with. So someone read 10 camels. You, like, pick up your spoon and, like, flip it around. Someone read 10 camels. Others would read 10 pounds of gold or 10 ostriches, as we talked about. Uh, those less lucky, lucky because they all couldn't be good. Yeah, those less lucky would uh, come away with 10 pounds of lead, 10 10 eggs, or even, my favorite, 10 flies. A negative flies from. negative guess one life. Those, guess where we got those flies from? <laughs> the, the kitchen? No, his his wound. Yeah. That's what he calls the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Who's hungry? <laughs> so, uh... Please, egg, less flies, please. It's really ruining the mood. The flies stay. The flies are this a part of me. This is a 12-some. <laughs> me, you, and my 10 flies. And, it, and in about 30 minutes, it's going to be a 24-some. <laughs> oh, my God, please, no. I can't think of maggots right now. I, you <laughs> know I can't think of maggots right now. Um. <laughs> So we're coming up on the conclusion of this, but he also had a uh, proclivity to get. Oh, this is my absolute favorite. This is why right. I actually. Cho- 
I, I need to get a little alarm every time you say this is your favorite, and I can go. Whoop! It is my favorite. Tobin favorite time. Wee 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 wee. But this is why I chose the story. Uh, he also it's not a big story, a big fact, but I just loved it so much. He also had a proclivity, proclivity to get his guests super drunk at dinner and then lock them in rooms with live animals like lions and bears. Holy shit. <laughs> that is sick. That is That's so cool, cool as hell. Imagine just like like blackout That's literally drunk just, fighting. They a do bear. that in like jackass. I know. <laughs> Who's your favorite jackass members? Mine's Macrinus. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were being honest. I was like, like I don't Pontius? know. Like Pontius. No, I like uh, I like Danger Aaron just because. Uh, I've, I've no hung out that no guy more. a few times. Oh yeah, he lives in uh, he lives in Portland, yeah. right? Yeah. I used to run into him every now and then. Oh yeah, he seems nice. Yeah, he's cool, dude. He gets he gets beat up the most too. <laughs> he gets his tooth knocked out all the time. Yeah, <laughs> eating all those rocks. <laughs> um, so he also threw this is one of the last facts, but he also threw pedal parties, which were basically like foam parties, but um, were also like massive orgies. You know, foam party is like oh right? yeah, oh yeah. I, I never went to. I, I never got invited. Don't people get like STDs in there? Yeah. Like everybody knows a syphilis just sticks to foam. Yeah. Um. But so he would just have uh the for those of you who don't know foam parties are they just fill a room with like fucking <clears throat> bubbles and people partying in there and it's like hard to see and but it's kind of it looks fun. Your eyes but, and your throat are always burning. Yeah. For different reasons. But, but this was petal party, so it's just a bunch of rose petals like. In, in like piles and in pools and like people just like having a giant orgy and like hey, you know, full of like when everybody smells like dog shit i bet those were pretty nice oh yeah i oh, people don't bring that up enough yeah how everybody was just so fucking smelly no old spice even like royals were like you know because i mean you probably walked around with some without some deodorant on like a hot day in fucking rome slash syria and it's like oh man i'm sweating already you know but like let alone some like guy who's like Oh, I haven't had. I don't know why they're English. They're monthly. Oh, bath. I haven't. Yeah, they they haven't taken a bath in three years. It's like, <laughs> good God. Um, so they threw pale parties, which sounded kind of fun. You know, the whole orgy aspect. So but, um, fun. <laughs> orgy. Never been to one. They sound like a great time. Um, except for the fact that numerous people were smothered under the flowers, and they're when they were unable to crawl out, and they died. Which that's happened in foam parties too, I think. Yeah. To be fair. <laughs> um, just to wrap this up, his guards and council began to reach their breaking point with his antics. So to calm them, like he already had the wife and that didn't calm him. So he announced an heir to the throne in his 13-year-old cousin, Alexanus. So he was 14. I think he reigned for like three years, so... He might have been 17 at this point, but he still didn't have any children. So he was like, let me create an heir just in case something happens and you guys could, like, have some reassurance, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just make people happy because I bet they're pestering him about that and everything because they didn't want to go through the same bullshit that they had to go with with Macrinus. So he's like, my 13-year-old cousin, Alexanus, will take my reign after I'm done if I die. And this worked for a while, but Elagabalus became paranoid after doing so 
because he's like, fuck, wait, I just put somebody like in the direct line of secession. So like now there's a chance that someone's going to kill me if they don't like me because now this my cousin's lined up. So he immediately knew that he had to dispose of the heir to the throne, his cousin. And on March 11th, 222 AD, 222 AD, when him and his mother ordered his guards to execute his cousin Alexanus, they refused. Mm-hmm. So what he did, he was like, okay, fuck you guys. I'm going to go down to like the camp where all my guards live, like where all like the, you know, the military of like the emperor live. And I'm going to go get them to like rally them up to get them to kill my cousin. Okay. So he traveled down to the entire camp with, uh, of his guards to win them over. Um, and that didn't go as planned because when he arrived at the camp, he spoke his orders and the guards immediately fell upon El- Elagabalus who, so they jumped on him. They tried yeah. to like fucking kill him and he fled into a latrine to hide. But shortly after the soldiers found him and stabbed him to death in an outhouse. Oh, what a way to go. Yeah. Um, the guards then proceeded to drag Elagabalus's what? That also sounds like something that happened on Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Steve stabbed the Steve death in the fucking house. Oh man, you guys stabbing me to death oh, in the outhouse. Yeah, yeah. It hurts. Oh. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Yeah, that so, hurts. That's pretty good. Pretty good, Steve O. Um, the guard then proceeded to drag the guards proceeded to drag Elagabalus's mangled corpse through the streets of Rome and ultimately ended the dragging parade by thrusting his corpse into a sewer. <laughs> but they so really jackass. didn't like him. No. So but the sewer opening was too small. They, <laughs> they couldn't get him, him there. there. So they couldn't mash him. So what they ended up doing is they, they tied a, a big stone to him and then he yeeted him into the river. And his mother died in a similar fashion because uh, mom was with him when he went down there. Yikes. And, uh, you know, so the, just to end this, the Roman Empire was so upset with El Gabalus that they removed any role, any note of his reign after he fell, claiming him as the worst Roman emperor to ever rule. I don't technically know if he was the worst Roman emperor to rule, but he was, like, very negligent with, yeah. like, his power. Yeah. Because... I know that there's um, other Roman emperors who basically just like let Rome burn to the ground. Who is it that when he played? I did a story on him too, but he like played. It's his, impossible to fuck unless you're like a historian. Their names are also fucking yeah, wacky. Exactly, but um, but he played his lyre while like a like a like a little string instrument while he watched Rome burn to the ground because he just didn't give a fuck. So like that guy was probably like the worst. Like Cassius, I don't remember what his name is, but yeah, um, but yeah, this. I mean, he. This is if Justin Bieber got to row, got to rule the Roman Emperor when he was going through his crazy phase. You guys, yeah, don't for hey, that, never forget about Justin Bieber and his chainsaw joke. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's bad. If you don't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's bad. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, let's just say this: people who laughed at that joke are definitely not drinking Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah so elagabalus um man he really had it made in the shade found a way into the roman empire through faking his way in there and just fucking blew it yeah but hey what do you gotta do he, he lived his hey he lived he it did up. what he wa- he did what he wanted to do 
Yeah. He didn't give a fuck. Respect so. to that. Yeah, just, you know, you work hard, you play hard. Yeah. You play hard, you die hard. Anyway, okay, so that's... Uh, I hope I die hard. <laughs> uh, is this... And what, okay, it's a boner know. joke. All right. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you this is like a Bruce Willis joke. No. That's just sad. Yeah, he's not doing so good. He has aphasia. Yeah. I saw a video of him recently, and it was not looking good. This is not funny anymore. No, we have sad. to move on. I love Bruce. I know. Bruno. He's missing his front tooth. Yeah. Danger Aaron style. Safety first. Good old Bruno. All right, Tobin, let's talk about one of our country's biggest heroes to ever face, to ever see the face of battle while walking on four legs. And no, it's not Sergeant Stubby. We already covered him, and I love Sergeant Stubby. Oh, is that the Boston? Yes. Um, Nice. Today, we are going to talk about another sergeant. This is the story of Sergeant Reckless. (laughs) I was about to say, you said horse. Yeah. Do you know so about... You, I know. you know about Reckless? No. Reckless rules. Uh, so Staff Sergeant Reckless was a decorated war horse who held a official rank in the U.S. military. Uh, she was a mayor of a Mongolian horse breeder or breeding farm out of a horse racing dam which i'm not i didn't i meant to google it you're gonna you're gonna have to back all of that up what did you just say so i know she, i know you're saying mayor as in a female horse yeah m-a-r-e I, I like to think she's in office she might as well be um but so i i'm not sure if this is like correct i forgot to google it but it said it was like a horse race uh a racehorse dam which i'm not sure if that's like another word for like a breeder in mongolia yeah, well, she is a Mongolian horse. Oh. She's from Korea. Oh, I guess we didn't know. I don't know where. Yeah, what army are we talking about? Who? who U.S. military. Army? U.S. military. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. So we're, we'll we're get shipping into in it. horses? We'll get Our in. horses aren't good enough? We'll get into it. Okay. Uh, Reckless was purchased in October 1952 for $250 from a Korean stable boy at the Seoul Racetrack who was desperate to make quick money to be able to buy his sister a prosthetic leg after she stepped on a landmine. It's a classic tale. We've all heard the tale. Um, That is so sweet and sad. But you know what? It's impressive because you would think a lot more would be gone than just a leg after a landmine. So I would be like, can we finish the job? I don't like if I got blown up by a landmine, I'd be like, I hope I land on another one because this is this is gonna hurt. Yeah, I don't want this pain to start kicking in. I need more adrenaline. Well, please. she was stronger than you. Uh, True. Reckless was a chestnut-colored mare with a blaze and three white stockings. Is this a horse? Yeah, I, I, had, horse. I had a feeling you wouldn't know anything about stockings. Uh, <laughs> What's a blaze? A blaze is the. I know what a stocking is. A blaze dickhead. is the coloring, I believe, like. Like the mohawk oh. coloring, like when it has like a white, oh, like interesting line of hair down from its like forehead okay. down its back. I believe that's and what stockings that are. Obviously, the the leg color probably from the foot to like the knee. Yeah, so that meant that her back legs and her front left leg were white, so her right front leg was chestnut. You better stop describing this horse. To me. <laughs> uh, when she was bought, the stable boy called her. Ah Chim Hai, 
which translated to like, you know, a lot of times when you're translating like Korean, like there's multiple translations. So it meant like morning sun, light of dawn or morning flame, which I feel like something that be waking you up. Well, not so much that, but I also saw it symbolically like there's, there's symbolism to being like the sunrise being like a shine of hope, like a new day. Oh yeah, that makes sense. And uh, with her job, I think that that actually is it, it's very relevant. Um, can I can I ask a, a question really yes. quick? You said that this was sold by a, a young boy in in Seoul, mm-hmm. South Korea, to the U.S. military for two hundred fifty dollars. Yes. Okay, I didn't know who had it, so the, they already knew that this horse was going to be used in battle of some sort. Well, this is this is the Korean War. Okay, so, so the, the US... Marines were there, and they're like, "We need a horse." Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Reckless was bought by a few fellas in the Marine Corps and was then trained to be a pack horse for the recoilless rifle platoon, anti-tank company, fifth Marine regiment, first Marine division. And what the fuck does any of that mean? I have no idea. Uh, I was going to say, first you start dropping all this horse language on me, and now you're going straight military? Yeah, so what it is is... You know I'm a Quaker. What it, what what that means, I believe, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, is that the 1st Marine Division, if you're looking at like a family tree, would be at the top, which then from the division it goes into platoons. Or not platoons, regiments. So it's the Ugh. fifth regiment of that division, <laughs> and it's in yeah. the it's in the anti tank company, okay. and out of the anti tank company, this is the recoilless rifle platoon who focuses on the recoilless rifle, which is like a giant gun for shooting tanks. I'll tell you one thing right now. Yeah, nine times out of ten, that tank gonna win. <laughs> oh, you don't know that. You put you put a horse up against a tank. I well, the horse isn't fighting the tank. <laughs> Like this I ain't said, all sea biscuit. Okay, it's a pack horse. It's a pack horse. You You'll find out. Uh, got too much shit on me. So reckless was quick to charm the Marines with her wacky, unique personality, and she became one of the boys. Uh, she earned the freedom to roam around camp as she pleased, which normal like pack horses would be tied up and they would stay in the horse area. But like she just kind of roamed around like she was a part of the chill team. horse. Yeah. Uh, these horses had a serious job and they were usually tied up with no shenanigans, but reckless was different. Uh, reckless was so comfortable with the guys that she would even crawl into their tents and sleep next to the, her fellow Marines on cold nights. That's so cute. Yeah. Horses Um, are smart. Yeah. Horses are are very smart. Yeah. Make good glue. Uh, one (laughs) lesser spoken thing. One of the lesser spoken things about war is food especially back then, like Korean war times. Uh, many times what you're going to eat was a mystery, you know, before the whole widespread of MREs being like mandatory and mm-hmm. a produced thing that the military had. Uh, but reckless would eat anything, including scrambled eggs, uh, beer, human meat, Coca-Cola. And Whoa. at one point, she even ate $30 worth of poker chips. Whoa. Uh, she was very well known that, like, eat your food because if you leave your food around, she will eat it kind of thing. 
Yeah, I mean, horses, they got them chompers. They'll, they'll think your finger is a carrot. Yeah, they got snap them big old teeth. <sighs> How big them teeth? Big. Describe the teeth to me. Um, like piano well, keys. Can horses are do horses die if they eat anything? Like, uh, do they got like a chocolate one, like a dog? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> wait, wait. What horses can't eat? Live grenades. That would be a, yeah. No, it says uh, caffeine, avocado, fruits, and stones. Yeah, avocados pits. are not good for animals. Uh, fruits with stones, cauliflower, cabbage, broccoli. Brand products, potatoes, rhubarb, meat products. Oh, I guess horses can't eat a lot of shit. But this is a war horse. It, yeah, I mean, they, they can't. I think it's more of, like, don't feed them regularly this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll get, like, sick. But they're not going to, like, keel over and die. Yeah, it's not going to be instant poison. Um, Reckless served in numerous Venom. combats uh, during the old Korean War, carrying supplies and ammunition. Uh, she was also very useful for evacuating wounded people in battle. Uh, she, oh. she was known for being very smart and memorizing the routes and trails used for supply runs after only being guided through them like once or twice. And cause a lot of the times people would have to ride the horses back and forth, but she was quick. She was, you know, smart enough that she could figure it out and do it on her own without needing a handler. She liked that Uber that you could just like put the package in yeah, and like it'll <laughs> You drive it to like the next place. Here's a here's a three million dollar camera package. Can you take it to the next set? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's also like such a good idea to like. I mean, horses are fucking giant, so it's kind of not a good idea if you're like in a live battlefield. But like, in terms of like getting men off the battlefield, you could throw two or three men probably over the back yeah. of a horse. Oh, and easy. Have it run away and you know be okay. Yeah. Uh, Reckless was able to complete heroic achievements due to the Marines teaching her vital battlefield survival skills. What the fuck? Uh, these skills would include things like how to get out of barbed wire when stuck. Oh. Uh, to lie down when the unit would be under fire from enemy forces. That's a that's a very good one. one. Yeah, yeah. So once you know bullets started flying over, she just Take lay down. Cover! And uh, Reckless was even able to learn to retreat to a bunker if she heard anybody yell incoming, as if like mor- mortars or anything like that were coming in. She would just run for cover. Impressive. And, uh, yeah, the platoon called it her hoof training, which I think is fun. Like, oh, we got to do that. some is hoof. Pun? We got to do some hoof training. Yeah, because a horse, you got hooves. Oh, uh, I get it. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Reckless's first time in, ca- <laughs> in combat was at a place called Headley's Crotch uh, n- near the villages of Changdan and Kwakchan. Uh, Reckless supplied ammo for six recoilless guns, but uh, when the Marines, but what the Marines called went straight up with all four hooves leaving the ground when she heard the first uh, recoilless gun fire they were a little bit like oh god she's spooked by it yeah a little spooked um cuz yeah. you know it scared the literal horse shit out of her are are the recoil guns the ones that like literally they they put it like the the bullet in it or the big whatever and they like they turn around they like turn their backs and like cover their ears and it just goes like when it just like shoots a giant it's, missile into the air it's similar yeah like anti-aircraft gun type shit? Pretty much. I mean, these were anti-tank guns. 
Oh, okay. So they're pretty similar. Um, you said it was 52, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched uh, Band of Brothers. I'm familiar. I mean, this is a couple of years Band after. Band of Brothers, but... was that wasn't the Korean War. That was World no, War II. No, it was II. World War II, yeah. but that, that, that ended in like 45, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a couple of years later, but. Yeah. So, yeah, the first shot scared the literal horse shit out of her. Shaking, her handler came over and helped her calm down. The second shot, she snorted a little bit. And by the third one, she was seen dicking around trying to eat someone's helmet that was on the ground, <laughs> unfazed, does, unfazed by the that, massive gun shooting. That motherfucker will eat anything. <laughs> Dude, it was all sweaty. It was probably salty. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, I'm gonna... it ate a hole in my helmet. That's where the bullet got me. Yeah. Oh, to be te- technically, she was trying to eat the lining out of the helmet. Oh, like the leather? Like the padding. Where oh, all the sweat was probably soaked in. Horses just be wild like that. Yeah, she don't give a fuck. So, uh, <laughs> Reckless became so respected and notorious for her brains that the military actually made it a rule that no one was allowed to ride her out of respect. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Reckless, Reckless's most monumental moment of her nine-month military career came late in March of uh, 1953, where during a battle for the outpost of Vegas... In a single day, she completed 51 solo trips to repl- to resupply multiple frontline units. Whoa. Pretty badass. Um, yeah. During these 50, really useful. Yeah. During these 51 solo trips, she carried a total of 396 recoilless rounds to the guns, which equals to be over 9,000 pounds. Oh, my God. And that was covering over 35 miles in the first day. Oh my god. And yeah, and that battle would last a total of 3 days. Holy shit. Yeah. That's so much weight and just non Horses are crazy. I mean, if you ever look ever looked at a horse's leg or Oh, it's just know, pure it's, muscle. It really is. Like, oh my god. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, donkeys pack mules are like they could carry a shit ton, but they They're just slow. move a lot slower. Yeah. yeah, exactly, but they got that weight thing going on too. Yeah, uh, but with war being war and Reckless no. being a big no. animal on the battlefield. No. She did endure. End of story. Oh, thank you, guys. She, she did endure two injuries, uh, one uh, once being hit with shrapnel over her left eye and another time on her left flank, <sighs> which I'd assume is just kind of like her left like backside. Yeah, s- side of the body, just like yeah. probably rib cage slash butt. Yeah. Uh, at this time, after her courageous service, uh, Reckless was promoted to corporal. Uh, okay, still alive. Yes, okay, okay, okay. she survived. Uh, after battle, Reckless continued to work uh, work her tail off, but on s- transporting goods for the Marines. But she wouldn't see battle again. Good. Randolph M. Pate. The then commander of the 1st Marine Division gave Reckless a battlefield promotion from corporal to sergeant in the for in a sort in oh my god in a formal ceremony. Damn, uh, there's some there's some guys like I thought I was gonna get the promotion. Yeah, they gave that's, that's that same. Sh- that's the, the same, same Stuart shit. Little shit. That's what I was gonna say. The, the orphan, the <laughs> orphan living with Stuart Little, and being like, did that did that family just fucking adopt a rat? <laughs> he was a mouse. I know, but it's funny if you say rat. It is funny. It is funny. 
Do you get a purple heart? Did she get a purple heart? You'll see. Uh, why, why is her name Reckless, by the way? Do we ever cover that? So they they called her Reckless. I didn't put it in the story because uh, it, it was something they put in later on. I was like, oh, I don't want to scroll back up and add it in. Uh, they called her reckless because of the unit was known as like a reckless group that were just like oh. chaotic and they would just be ragtag. Yeah. They'd just be blowing shit up. Um, but yeah, that's, like that's that. why she got that name. Uh, I like that. I like that. She's far from reckless. I've seen a lot of horses that yeah. walk right into a train track and <laughs> you, she, you see that a lot, huh? <laughs> I have the internet. But she'd be like taking cover far from reckless. Yeah. So uh, several months after the Korean War ended, she was also given a red and gold blanket with insignia. She was uh, promoted again to staff sergeant at Camp Pendleton in California. Yo, Re- San Diego. Yeah. Reckless was honored with a 19 gun salute and then they buried her. Uh, Wait. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like, were those guns pointed at her? No, she was given a 19-gun salute and 1,700-man parade of the Marines from her uh, wartime unit. What? 1,700 people marched with her? Yeah. Marched for, for Wow. Uh, How did... Okay, I'll let you continue. Sorry. I yeah. Don't wanna, they didn't bury her alive. No. Uh, for her <laughs> incredible service in the Marine Corps, Reckless was awarded two Purple Hearts, for each of the two injuries she, su- she sustained in battle. Uh, oh, yeah. The Marine Corps. Uh, okay, this is. So she got two Purple Hearts, the Marine Corps Good Conduct Medal, a Presidential Unit Citation with Bronze Star, the National Defense Service Medal, a Korean Service Medal, the United Nations Korean Medal, a Navy Unit Commendation uh, and a Republic of Korea Presidential Unit Citation Medal. I just love the fact that this horse had no fucking clue what was going on. She's just like, about I, any want, of this. I want more Coca Cola. Exactly. This, this, <laughs> it's got just any more of those plastic there. chips. That's like a cat being like, <laughs> I brought them nine dead mice, yeah. a dead frog, two dead birds, and then like. Us being like, and but the, but is, you know what? all those dead nothing. all those dead animals saved those prisoners of war. <laughs> but like, it's just yeah, it's just so funny that that horse is probably just like, I want more sodi, yeah, Give more sodi, sodi pops. Can I have more sodies? Uh, so she would wear these awards and medals on her on her on her horse blanket <laughs> on her horse blanket on her horse blanket on her horse blanket. Yeah. Um. Reckless would become a military celebrity making appearances and praised for her hard and dangerous work, but the Marines made sure that she was never exploited and that she received the best VIP treatment. So, like, she'd make appearances on TV shows and stuff, but they're like, if you're going to have her on here, like, you've got to, like, make it right. She, she's, a, she's a like, a, a an A-list star act. Like, treat her like yeah. an A-list star actress treat coming like in. Lucille Ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Here comes the hard part. No. Of every story she's about She's still animals. alive, right? She's still yeah, alive. She's 78. No. Uh, <laughs> Reckless developed uh, arthritis as she got older and injured herself on May 13th of 1968 
by falling onto a thing of barbed wire fence. They trained her in there. Yeah, but she's old and all arthritic now. Yeah, her milky eyes. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. She died under uh, sedation while her wounds were being treated. Oh, at least she was sleeping. Yeah. At the time of her death, she was estimated to be 19 or 20 years old. Um, which That's is, a good run for horses, right? Well, you know, it's crazy. She was drinking beer at war, and she died at 20? Like, it's kind Yeah, of, not, a, not, not a bad run. I mean, how long do horses usually live? Let me see. Horse. I think horses can live pretty old, but I think it also depends on, like, the breed. 25 to 30, it says. Oh, okay. So she was a little bit younger, but she also (laughs) fought in the Korean War. (laughs) So, I mean, that's going to take its toll. It's going to add a couple of years on to you. No, that's a a pretty... I mean, just got shot and kept going. Yeah. Carried 9,000 pounds over 35 miles. You know, yeah. it's, it's going to take its toll. Yeah. Uh, a monument was made by sculptor Jocelyn Russell of Reckless carrying ammo and other combat equipment. It was unveiled on July 26th, 2013. And this, this part's going to fuck me up a little bit. Uh, the Semper Fidelis. Yeah, like Semper Fi. Yeah. The Semper Fi Memorial Part of uh, the National Museum of Marine Corps. For some reason, I thought there was more Latin in there, but there wasn't. Uh, one day before the 60th anniversary of the Korean War. So what they uh, do? What they do? They put a statue. Yeah, they unveiled a statue. Uh, um, and, and where is this? Uh, wherever the fuck the Marine Corps Museum is. Uh, there's also a lock of her tail hair. That was placed inside of the base of the statue. Oh, the uh, I believe there's also like six other identical statues like all over America, but like this was like the main one. And uh, the statue's plaque has a quote from Sergeant Harold Wadley, who served with Reckless, and it reads, "The spirit of her loneliness and her loyalty, in spite of the danger, was something else to behold." Hurting, determined, and alone. That's the image I have imprinted in my head and my heart forever. Hmm. And that is the story of Sergeant Reckless. Which is, her statue is in Virginia. Okay. If you were looking for it, if you wanted to stop yeah, there, by. There's a, there's, a, there's a ton of them, so you can, you can look them up. Oh, man. I love... I love a patriotic animal. Who I'll does tell you right now? Especially because they have no idea what the fuck's going on. They don't really know, but it's also like it's very nice because it, I think it gives a lot of the soldiers that morale that they need. Oh, you know, yeah. I see them with these cats and these dogs and these horses, and you know, it's just kind of a uh, you know, it's it's what everybody really wants: animals and humans working together to defeat the enemy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Animals are always on our side, by the way. Even if she was no kind enemy. of a traitor. I mean, she was a Korean horse fighting Koreans, but it's fine. A little bit. As long as, she, hang- as, long as she's wearing that Star Spangled Banner on her back. I uh, I didn't want to tell you this, but when I was in war, we found out that we found an uh, an enemy hamster behind uh, behind our lines, and we hanged him for treason. That's, that's actually a pretty it's a tame hamster death <laughs> oh did i say hang on we, we chucked him in a middle of a volcano 
He almost, he he slightly made it out, but slipped back in. Yeah, yeah. His bottom half melted, and then he crawled back out with his top half and hanging then a, out. It was a fire eagle it, picked him off. And, yeah, and dropped him in front of a train. Yeah. And it was like poor poor guy. Even though but the he train was only a took off one paw, and he he went flying into a lake, and a crocodile t- got him. Yeah, they lived in that stomach for eighteen months until. <laughs> Until, until the crocodile ate a uh, big mouth bass, and the big mouth bass ate him inside of the crocodile's stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and then a, <laughs> and then a fisherman caught the bass after yeah. it got out and of the crocodile, they, and he and, and he speared him he through he the alligator. Fried, he deep fried the fish, guts and all, which you're not supposed to do because you can get really sick. Uh, <laughs> he didn't know that though. Yeah. And he ate the hamster. And uh, the hamster actually lived and then died inside of the fisherman's stomach. Oh, okay. And no, he actually he passed through and drowned in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Limmy Winks. It's like it was no fur. Park. One eye. <laughs> Half a body. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway, that's our story for today. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love telling you guys these stories. We love when you stick around and listen. Uh, if you guys want any more information, you go to Camp Strange Podcast on Instagram and click the link in the bio to see our merch, where to listen to us. You're already listening. Uh, you can rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen, and send us anything at our email at campstrangepodcast at gmail.com. Um, I think that's it. I think yeah. we covered everything. Sounds about uh, right. Like I said, thank you guys once again for tuning in. David, do you have anything to say before we officially head out? Uh, we're recording this on Sunday, April 16th. And, A little earlier. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be gone next week, so we're recording it right now. And I just want to send my heartfelt um, condolences to all of our listeners who uh, attempted to watch the live streaming of love is blind finale i know that took a toll on lots of people and i hope you guys are doing okay fuck are you talking about (laughs) what what happened it's one of those it's it's one of those shows where it's like a bunch of guys and girls and they're like living in these pods and they don't see each other but they can like voice chat yeah i i know show you're talking yeah and then they and then they get engaged when they meet each other at first sight and oh, uh, really? okay. tonight was supposed to be like this huge, uh, l- like Netflix was doing a live thing. Oh, wow. And the streaming service just shit itself hard. No way. And uh, it was like. Because so many people were watching? No, it, like they just had technical difficulties to the point that like no, like nobody was watching. And it was supposed to start at like five or six or something like that and it wasn't like an hour and a half later until it started so i I send my condolences to everybody who attempted to tune into that it's tough it's really tough it's just funny when netflix just has so much money and they keep raising the fucking prices and they can't just do the one time they're like we're gonna do a live thing it just doesn't work and it's for the cheapest reality show where they're just manipulating people well it was not even because it was it was a like the recap, you know, when they do like the recap when they get everybody in the same room and they like talk about like what happened. They talk shit. Yeah, it wasn't even like it's just like a three camera setup in one room with everybody. Oh my god! And, and they couldn't. Like, ah, we we fucking tied the Ethernet cable in a knot. Now nothing works. Goddamn oh PA god. spilled his Red Bull on the <laughs> on the monitors and they, they can't see anything. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I just I feel bad. Sorry, guys. Yeah, maybe this is a sign. Yeah, this is also maybe, coming out almost a week later. But you know what, guys? Maybe maybe love truly is blind. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't for your eyes. You know. <laughs> Think about that. Think about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, is that the last thing you wanted to say? Yeah. Okay. And don't forget to stay strange.